Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Have you ever gone through the experience of attending an event, but you are so preoccupied by your thoughts that you end up missing the better part of the whole thing? Whether it was the argument you had in the car on the way there, the feeling that you have to take photographs of the entire event, or the worrying you entered into weeks ago. So wondering if you were going to avoid the fact that you um, gained a bunch of pounds and dreading the fact that everyone that you were going to see out in public were going to be thinking about, oh, she's gained some weight or whatever. So these examples can all be metaphors for our busy lives. So whether that's living in the past or you're distracted in the present or worried about the future. Yeah. Interruptions like these in our thinking can steal our positivity, detach us from enjoying real life, and um, often they they just mess us up mentally. And despite having been physically present at the actual event um, or the just basically in your life, often it can leave us feeling like we were somehow missing an action. Mm-hmm. So we present to you today mindfulness mindfulness yeah mindfulness is a practice that brings more awareness to the present moment so it is not a goal-directed behavior so there's no particular outcome that you're expecting or trying to achieve but it's more one that puts the focus and concentration entirely just on the present moment and it's kind of like laissez-faire like whatever happens happens Right. So although its roots come from Eastern practices, a man by the name of John Kabat-Zinn is credited as the father of mindfulness in the Western world. And Kabat-Zinn founded the Center for Mindfulness at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and the Oasis Institute for Mindfulness-Based Professional Education and Training where he developed an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program. Mm -hmm. That's almost like a tongue twister that uh, Oasis is. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So now back to a little bit more on what mindfulness actually is and how it can help. So mindfulness practices can be used to manage stress, anxiety, and even pain, um, probably many other things that we're not even mentioning as well. Um, But they can help one to become more aware about their own life and um, be present in their own life. Uh, And it seems to boost both your mood and overall well-being. Yeah can also help against um, this awful habit that some of us, including myself, um, have issues with sometimes, uh, ruminating. So that's going over things in your head over and over and over and trying to rejig it and trying to rethink it and trying to find a solution and, you know, just think, think, and then think again. And uh, I can totally relate to that. I think it's somewhat of a a mindset that if you that there's 
a solution out there, but you just haven't found it yet. So mm. some of these practices can help people like me who, uh, you know, can overthink things sometimes uh, can help with that sort of thing too. Yeah. It can help you to cope um, with both rejection and social isolation and, it has even been shown to help break un- unwanted habits. Um, so by observation of the process, identifying the trigger and allowing the replacement of the unwanted behavior with a healthier one. So just a simple concept that I keep thinking back to is as an example, because you're not alone. <laughs> I know all about the overthinking. <laughs> um, just something simple like, did I unplug the hair straightener? Yeah, you always bring that up. Right. And it's because it's very real for me. Um, yeah. Did I lock the door? <clears throat> Another one. Did I turn the lights off in my car? So replacing this with a healthier habit so that you can, you know, reassure yourself in situations of, you know, ruminating and just overthinking is I've said it before. I say these things out loud. I'm now turning the lights off in my car. I'm yeah. now unplugging the straightener. Yeah. I am now looking at the straightener and that it is in a safe space and it's not going to cause any you know your safe little straight <laughs> right yeah. so that that can be helpful in things like that ocd kind of type of things um ruminating that i was thinking of is a, a little more of you have a situation and you think and, and toss it over in your head every different direction mm-hmm. and you know let's turn it into a butterfly and yeah. let's do this with it and you know just trying to find the solution so we'll talk a little bit more about that um, further on in this episode and why that can tend to happen sometimes yeah and um, with mindfulness studies have shown that benefits against they can have mindfulness can have benefits uh, that vary from physical and mental conditions. So it can help with irritable bowel syndrome, fibromyalgia, psoriasis, anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, so it's sound yeah, mindfulness like- stuff sounds like great yeah. stuff to get into. Yeah. So we're gonna look at the key ingredients. So the key to mindfulness is that it helps to calm the central nervous system by using two main processes. So the first one is awareness. um, And the awareness would be of inner processes and experiences. And the second one would be acceptance. So without avoidance and judgments. So it's kind of like mom was saying, you know, you think of a situation and you're thinking of okay, and, you know, did they mean this by this? And, you know, or or did they mean this in a mean way? And you're just, you're just in this cycle of, oh my gosh. And so to be aware that you're in that state and then to accept it and then to move forward with how am I going to fix this going forward? So um, these processes can encourage space to allow your mind to acknowledge the present moment. Um, So you can this can include physical sensations of your body and the thoughts that come into your head when you're in that headspace. Because mm. we can spend an awful lot of time focusing on how we are not like we'd like to be. Um, and often this only makes us feel worse and steers us further off track, actually, as opposed to problem solving. So although it can be very important to be self-reflective, mindfulness is a way to learn how to become more aware um, where you're at mentally at any point. And it can help us in intercepting unha- those unhelpful thought patterns 
that we have and that negative chatter that often dominates our minds, you know, because those kind of things rob us of the enjoyment of the present, actually, you know, Mm. I'm sure we can all relate to situations in our lives where, you know, this sort of thing is going on and you're thinking about this or that or something else or that problem at home. And, and then you realize like, whatever it was, the event, the, the interaction with the other person or what have you, you know, the experience can pass. And then you're kind of like, I was there, but I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. So this mindfulness method can also help people understand and deal with difficult situations and emotions. Um, And it can also help them improve some of their relationships through benefiting key relationship skills. So again, being present, self-aware, regulating emotions, things like that. So most of us are pretty bad at this now, (laughs) you know, the, the whole living in the moment kind of thing, because our lives are so busy and yeah. things are often, you know, there's, there's too much, there's too much on the plate. So things are often discussed and interpersonal relationships are happening while you're doing something else, you know, reading the paper, looking at your phone, driving or doing a hundred other things. And I think we can all relate to the fact of um, those damn phones, you know, mm-hmm. I've I do it you've got one you do it Mm -hmm. and it it takes some real dedication and consistency to not end up on your phone all the time you know talking to somebody and you're oh just I I just gonna you know and I I, I've done it too Mm -hmm. I know and even I I have to answer this or I have to do this or I have to you know meanwhile maybe you only had an hour with this person and if you're not careful the two of you can both end up you know, with 15 minutes, basically. Right. And a whole other can of worms on that is just being mindful enough to go, why am I reaching for my phone when I'm supposed to be hanging out with this person? Is it because I'm uncomfortable? What's that? (laughs) That's a whole other show. That's what I mean. Like that's a whole other layer of the mindfulness and being again, aware and setting the intention of not picking up the phone to interact with the person that's just a whole other layer. Um, why are you reaching for the phone so quickly? Why is that happening? Um, yeah, just a whole other thought I had when you were talking about it. Um, so when we are being present in this current moment, our attention is only focused on one thing. And the chances are we are not stressing about the past or the future. And I also wanted to bring up the point. Um, I mean, I know my mom can relate to this one. And I actually did it this morning. Um, you're laying in bed and you can't even focus on the one simple task in life, which is called sleeping. Instead, you're laying there and you're thinking of the 20 other things that you should have done yesterday and the 30 other things you're going to do today. So it's it's funny how... We're here laying in bed, but our mind is in all of these other places. So now we can't even focus on sleeping properly. Mm-hmm. And some people struggle with that at night and getting to yeah. bed and praying and ruminating about this, that, or the other thing. And mm-hmm. me, it's more, it's more of a morning thing. And definitely in the past few years, it's, it's really amped up. And I don't know if that's just, uh, I'm sure there's some kind of a correlation age-wise, uh, hormone wise and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so they also say about mindfulness that if you're observing the um, situation almost from a distance, like we're supposed to be doing in these cases, 
and um, describing the facts without adding our own opi uh, opinions or judgment, it can help reduce the difficult emotions and it can actually help us cope better. And this could take some practice depending on how one operates. And some people tend to deal more with facts and others tend to assume or add additional emotional context. I know Kennedy and I both could speak on that yeah. one. Um, I'm uh, very much a feeler type person, a thinker and a problem solver. Like I had said earlier, you know, I think I turn it around and is there an option this way? And hey, maybe we need to turn it upside down. I, you know, I was the kid growing up on Sesame Street. They always had like a, a number at the, well, I didn't grow up on Sesame Street, but growing up watching Sesame Street. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah me and Ernie go way back but <laughs> at the first of each episode there was a number and I assume it was just Buddy who worked in the film department you know to keep track of something but I always thought that that number must have been attached to some secret you know like they were going to give out a prize later or something <laughs> like that and even like shows like Price is Right same thing but they didn't have a, a stock number at the first or a, you know an episode number that sort of thing but I always thought that when they brought, you know, Barker's Beauties out and they were describing the merchandise, that if I just list, I must have had some really good young uh, or teachers when I was young to, you know, establish, like, just be quiet and listen. Read you know. between the lines. Yeah. Well, and I was sure that they were going to give us some secret information so that I would know, I would be the one that would know the answer on how to play the game or how to win. And <laughs> yeah so I, I think maybe that's where some of my overthinking stemmed from <laughs> you know as a personality or a coping strategy a strategy people can use this but can actually be a trauma response too that keeps the mind busy and distracts um, you from other dysfunction and pain and now in hindsight and you know looking at my own blind spot kind of situation here I, I uh, think that that could be at play as well in my life at certain times. So mm. that's a subject for another day. Yeah, <laughs> another big subject, yeah. Right. Um, but the simple observation of mindfulness is that it quiets the mind, uh, allowing calm perspective, and it can also unlock new insights. So it's it's almost like a bird's eye view of the whole situation. Mm. Mm. So according to the mindfulness model, our only reaction during most times should be kind of like a, hmm, that's interesting. Which you know, is not how I live life. <laughs> it's not, hmm, that's interesting. I go, why did they do that? <laughs> I mean, if there's imminent danger or things like that, of course we have to respond, but right. you know, I think everyone gets the gist here. The simple day-to-day -day things um, if we can practice unattached, unattached observation, um, I, they claim it to be a big part of mindfulness. And, you know, let me think of an example of what that kind of thing would look like, you know, a circumstance where perhaps, you know, you and a friend had a disagreement mm. and instead of diving in with all your, it, it's, and it's easier said than done for sure. Uh, instead of diving in with all your 
triggers and emotional responses and the 12 things that they said over the last 12 years that really got under your skin. Just, you know, if you can have the, the ability to sort of step back for a minute and look at the situation and wonder like, that's interesting. I wonder why they yeah. said that. And, like, and each, like each individual, each situation is um, specific to its own situation. It's not like this, like, let me pull out the file folder. Remember the time you called me uh, B-I-T-C-H? Yeah, well, this relates to right now. Yeah. You know. But, I mean, instead of dragging all that garbage with you that some mm. people can do, um, to sort of step back and look at the situation as a whole and and not to antagonize the other person that perhaps you're in the situation with but yeah i i can't seem to find the words to say what i'm trying to convey you're, here. Ma- you're making sense though yeah. it makes sense you're, you're you're saying that you should be focused on the here and the now and kind of going the hmm that's interesting in their current situation and the conversation you're having right now or the way they've reacted in this situation because the funny thing is too is I would say like 90% of what we perceive is not at all what's happening maybe yeah you and I talked about that earlier that yeah stuff not sometimes most of the time things are happening and just as you've got many balls in in the air for your life every other person has the same thing going on so if you know there is an argument or whatever maybe that stemmed from an actual issue between the two of you or maybe it also could have had something to do with you know something that happened in the other person's life and had very little to do with you but you're just kind of the sounding board or catching it you know I just think of situations where mom will text me back okay and I'll be going okay she's mad great like what's going on now and uh, meanwhile mom's just in a hurry trying to get out the door because she has an appointment at a certain amount or at a certain time and she has to pick up my sister and whatever and I'm going okay she said k she couldn't even say okay like okay so something's going on between her and I when really there's absolutely nothing she's just in a hurry so yeah for sure I'm still thinking of all the interesting uh times in my life where I would if I reacted like, hmm, that's interesting how it would just not be relevant. I've just thought immediately while we were just talking, uh, oh yeah, let's, Kennedy's playing a video game and, you know, I lose and I go, hmm, that's interesting. No, <laughs> it's not relevant, but I'm just thinking of every situation in my life. Hmm, that's interesting. Something goes wrong with work. Hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah don't feel the need to interject in things that just and let them play out a lot of times we can actually make things more complicated by yeah in there you know Mm -hmm. yeah so additionally the to get back on track a little bit here um the practice of uh, mindfulness strengthens an area of the brain known as the prefrontal cortex, which helps calm things down in your brain. And it gives a break to the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that is associated with fear and anger. So essentially mindfulness uh, can kind of serve as like a mini vacation in a sense for your brain. I'll get my uh, tiki hot ready. (laughs) Many, Many people believe that meditation and mindfulness are the same thing. Or that mindfulness is something that you do during meditation, but it's actually either neither of 
either neither <laughs> actually neither of those mm. although meditation is one of the techniques that's used in practicing mindfulness mindfulness can be done as a part of a meditation and meditation as a part of mindfulness or by itself without meditation mm. Also, um, you can start small and practice informally with mindfulness um, by simply being present in the moment during everyday activities. So like the example mom was giving with putting the phone down. So you don't have to overcomplicate it. You can start with paying attention even um, to your breathing, your walking, how you're talking. Um, yeah, situations like that. Just, yeah, taking each moment for for what it is i think like sounds pretty old school and little house on the prairie <laughs> who would have thought yeah, that would have sounded old timey to say that you should be in the present moment yeah exactly right mm -hmm. i can remember my dad saying when i was a child you know we went to some store or something and there was the thing where you put the the air in your tires for the pressure mm -hmm. and you it was free but then all of a sudden you know suddenly it was a quarter my father just thought that was awful and it was I mean, it is but it isn't you know and he said never see the day pay for air he says you know pretty before you know it we're gonna have to pay for water too mm, water bottles <laughs> and then you know shortly thereafter the big jugs in every office building and that yeah. Sort of thing. yeah interesting eh um, so the goal of any mindfulness technique is to achieve a state of being alert, focused and relaxed. Um, so using an unfocused perspective by deliberately paying attention to thoughts and sensations without judgment is kind of where you want to go with that. Yeah. Mindfulness switches us from the doing mindset to the being mindset. Mm -hmm. And there's also a variety of techniques available to adapt and personalize uh, your experience of mindfulness. And we're going to go over a few of them here, the more common ones to help you get a start on refocusing on the present moment, if that's something you choose to do. Mm -hmm. And the really cool thing about most of these suggestions is that the majority of them can be done without anyone else around. So they don't have to know what you're up to. So that's kind of nice. Mm -hmm. So you might not want to put your headphones on and tune out in meditation while you're at work, you know, depending on what you do, but most of them can actually be easily adapted to work in almost any situation and can be really helpful for, uh, you know, events or things or situations where there is a high stress level. And, you know, it's kind of cool to have something in your bag of tricks that, you can just be sitting there and practicing silently to yourself that everybody's not going to be like, you know, pointing and laughing. Right. So first and super important, instead of trying to multitask and do two or more things at the same time, mindfulness encourages practicing single tasking. Um, so only ever focusing on one thing at a time. Um, that is quite honestly hard for me. I feel like, and even so, like, even if it's, you're not accomplishing necessarily anything, um, as an example, um, my boyfriend, he can't do the dishes without music on. 
So to be there in your own thoughts would just even be, you know, turn the music off. And that's hard for some people. Um, and it could be several different reasons, but um, it doesn't need to necessarily be that you're accomplishing multiple things at one time. It could just be that you can't do one thing at one time. Right. And to circle back around to my whole story about my dad and buying water and all that sort of thing. It was, I think I started there uh, on a loop with it's about making things simpler. Like they were in the olden days, you know, they didn't have like, yeah, you still had to watch the kids while you were outside hanging the laundry, but life was so much simpler and you could focus on the, this or the, that, or, you know, you, you weren't, didn't have the phone under your neck while you were trying to find a recipe on your tablet and mm. you know and then doing all the other things and the, a thousand things going on answering an email for a, from your at-home job and all this sort of thing so we understand that some parts of our lives do require multitasking but really it really most don't and mm. you know it's kind of more something we've done to ourselves it's become a cultural norm to try to juggle 10 things at once and we're actually encouraged and commended for it. And uh, we didn't actually find data to support this, but we're going to go out on a limb here and say that we feel there's a pretty good chance that anxiety and mental health have both, both risen to all time highs because of our chronic overscheduled, overstimulated and multitasking lives. Mm. Yeah. I relate to that big time. It's just even so um, lately, I don't know why so much lately, but my schedule is jam packed full of things and it, it's, it can easily happen. And mom was even just saying to me the other day, like, I love to see my friends. I love to be with people. Um, but mom just made the small, simple suggestion to me the other day, you know, why don't you just start with, you know, you're going to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to only see X amount of friends per week. So then that way you have time for yourself and to do the other things that are important in your life too, because you need to kind of set those boundaries. So it's, it's like mom was saying, it's commended in the society um, to be a busy and overscheduled person who can handle it all. And wow, look at them. They're such a power, powerful person. They get so much done. But um, meanwhile, this person could be just so exhausted. They don't know what to do with themselves either. So mm. Because you you do need some downtime and some time for yourself, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. You know, time for your family and your friends. It's a balance. So um, they've given us some mindfulness tips on uh, the different uh, resources that we looked at. And we've got a short list here for you. Um, first one is meditation. Sit quietly and focus on your natural breathing or on a word they even suggest, you know, something like relax or peace. It doesn't always have to be home, oh right. sort of you know, it, and that can feel kind of weird, you know, for the, the first time, you know, I do some meditation type things and mind type things, but never in my life have I said ohm. So it's not a requirement and you can allow uh, your thoughts to come and go. And the key here is without judgment. So, mm -hmm. you know, you think of the dog that you saw in the commercial yesterday, you think about the apple pie that you want to eat, you think about, and you're not supposed to go into that whole, you know, why am I thinking about that commercial? 
And that was yesterday. And there's much more important, you know, and there's that pie again. And I know I'm going to eat a piece. And then all of a sudden you're down the wrong road. So it's just going to let them come in, let them go out and and don't judge them and uh, focus on your breath. So there's all kinds of stuff on YouTube. You can find something that works for you. I'm sure of it. You know, there's guided and unguided and woman's voice, a man's voice and the five minute one and the two and a half minute one and the one hour one. And mm. you can put sitting and laying and you know, yeah. if you want to meditate and, and check that out and see if it's a practice that you want to get into and to help calm your mind, I'm sure you can find something on YouTube that will work for you. Yeah. So the next one is body sensations. So um, just to be able to sit there and notice subtle body sensations that um, start like an itch or a tingle in your left ear or, you know, and just let those sensations happen and let them pass. But just to be mindful of them and notice that each of your each part of your body is uh, in succession from head to toe. How about sensory awareness? So some people are more kinesthetic than others, you know, and they give more weight to sights and smells and sounds and tastes and touches. Um, they make a suggestion that you can go through them and almost label them. So if you smell the cookies, then you say to yourself, that's a smell. And it, it sounds pretty elementary, but I think that's part of the point here is bringing it back down to do elementary into normal and plainness we've just seemed to complicate everything so let's well, it's, it's another good point too is that we're on sensory overload all the time so to under complicate it again like you were saying and just pay attention to the to the small stuff that's mm. that's it's big um another one is emotion observation so just again allowing emotions to be present without judging them and just sitting there and if you you know to bring in the dog from the commercial yesterday if you feel sad about that let yourself be sad about that mm -hmm. and self-regulation regulation <laughs> um also known as urge surfing so let's say you feel a craving to urge to urge a craving or an urge to do something like eat excess food uh, use an addictive substance practice an unwanted behavior uh, they're telling us that if we acknowledge the urge and just kind of again don't engage with it just kind of watch it float by um, that it will pass mm. and uh <clears throat> notice how your body feels as the craving enters and then replace the wish for craving to go away with a certain knowledge that it will subside on its own mm -hmm. uh, so conscious sensory engagement so um it's just another way of um like we were describing earlier so find a site to smell a scent um um and just focus on that and maybe have deep thought about that specific smell or what you're looking at or I've even found myself again this is gonna sound like I'm a crazy person but just to stare into like the abyss and to notice all of the little dots that your eyes you know it's just anyway just a thought but to to sit there and just be mindful of that like that is being mindful alone 
Right, right. And uh, with the one that you just handled there with the site, you find a site, find a sound. Uh, I had seen that quite a few times actually as a uh, treatment, as a quick self-treatment for if you're having, you know, an anxiety attack or that sort of thing that it actually helps bring you back down to, you know, to the present moment. So, mm. so something we can look at is thankfulness. Again, it comes up. Uh, carry this activity through the day and look for things to be thankful for. And we, most of us are, are pretty fortunate and there's always something we can name. Mm. Uh, body scan. So check in with your body and how it's feeling. Are you sore? Are you tired? Energetic? Um, fatigued? All these different uh, feelings um, and observe the stimuli that may be affecting your reactions or consciously relaxing muscle groups one at a time um, mom talked one time about how she never realized how she always keeps her body at a tense state until she relaxes it so to consciously consciously relax your right leg and your foot and to just let it just go limp and it again it sounds stupid but it's it's not because you don't realize how tense and how hyper fixated and how um how there's all these extra piece i'm trying to find the word um we're just overstimulated all the time so we don't notice half of what we're doing just out of instinct yeah what about breath work so again there's lots of exercises out there um i use a few myself things like you can imagine a tree and on each of the leaves your you can write your grievance of the day whatever it is or I'm angry at so-and-so or you know I'm super sad about my cat that died when I was 14 or whatever it is and you write the thoughts on the leaves and you let the leaves just fall off the tree and float away and you watch them as they float away um box breathing is another one there's a bunch of different ways to do this particular one what I like is you imagine a box and uh, you imagine painting, you know, okay, we're going to paint it red. So you paint the front red, maybe you want to paint the back blue back here and, you know, the sides are green and it, it retrains your brain to, to leave all those other things out there and just kind of, you know, focus on the one task, bring it back to center. And one I actually use quite a bit is, uh, breath regulation so you inhale to the count of 10 and you hold it to the count of 10 and you exhale to the count of 10 and you hold it to the count of 10 and then you just repeat and mm -hmm. that'll bring you around in a hurry back to a, a calm state mm. so uh just as a last one simply uh focusing on positive affirmations and mantras for the day so if you have an easy go-to statement like I am worthy. Um, everyone was placed in my life for a reason. I choose to be calm and positive. Um, certain uh, positive affirmations like that can just help, again, bring you back around. I know personally, um, when my youngest daughter, when I was pregnant for her, that was a scary time. There were uh, a lot of really bad diagnoses and I had to find something to bring myself back to the present moment and um, distract all those 
negative images and bad thoughts and bad diagnosis. So I use thankfulness and faith and mental redirection all wrapped into one. And I developed this mantra for myself. And it was just simply, thank you for healing my baby. Thank you for healing my baby. So when the scary thoughts would come, that's just, okay, we're turning those scary thoughts off and we're putting this, thank you for healing my baby. And I said that a million times, I'm sure of it. Mm. That's a good example. Um, so our information for today's episode was gathered from a variety of resources. So that would be like harvardhealth.edu, mindful.org, and psychologytoday.com. Um, so until next time, we encourage you to become uh, or try to become more mindful in your life. Um, try to stop multitasking where you are able to uh, work on observing without judgment, take a breath, be thankful as you move throughout your life and start the journey of bringing more of your awareness into the present moment. After all, we are human beings and not human doings. So let's focus on being. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thanks, guys. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week. week.